our fourth episode of Rolling with the Punches. Um, me and Ben are here today, and we're going to go through our pound for pound list. And then after that, we're going to discuss on points such as what about the belts in boxing? Is there too many belts? Is it good for boxing? And so on. So, um, Ben, what's happening? How are you? Not too bad, mate. Um, up in the, it's the morning here now. We're doing this one. So, you're a little bit knackered, but should be all right, to be fair. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, I've had better mornings, but um, it, it's all good. Yeah, so, are we? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ben, talk to me. I mean, do you want to just go straight into it? We'll start at number 10, mate, I guess. And we'll, uh, I've got, I've got a, a little list here, so we can start at number 10. Yeah, let's, let's crack on with that. So I want you to go straight into it. So give me your, um, your, your 10th person. Okay, so up until recently, I had Pacquiao at 10, um, just because he's an eight-weight world champion. And while he's active, for me, he's got to be in there. But uh, he's been too inactive now. Obviously, he hasn't boxed since 2019, I think now. Um, so I put Ioka in there, Kaizuto Ioka. Um, he's a two-weight world champion. Um, he's looking really good at Superfly. Um, and I think he's a bit of a dark horse in that division, mate, because a lot of people are talking about, you know, Estrada, Jocotito and, and the like. But I think he um, he's one to watch because he, he can bang hard. Uh, he's got a good work rate. Um, and he's looking like he could be a huge uh, star in Japan. So that's probably my number 10. What about you? Really interesting, that. Yeah, mine's really bold. I put Lomachenko at 10. Um, purely for the reason of his latest loss. Um, and I was discussing before, his amateur career, unrivaled, definitely the best amateur to ever be, probably. Yeah, probably, mate. Yeah, for sure. But... Um, I just, I just don't, that's, that's just my honest opinion. I don't have him uh, kind of any, anywhere lower than that. And maybe as he kind of avenges his loss and comes back, I'll probably bring him further down. But it's kind of how he comes back from that, I want to see, um, before I bring him down my pound-pound ratings, really. Yeah, I know he sort of made a few excuses, but I think there was a lot to be said about that injury he had. And I think um, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back and, and beat Tiafima. Uh-huh. That's what great people do. You know, they come back and, and win in those defining fights. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back. I'd like to come back, but he's not coming. They're not doing the rematch straight away, are they? No. Uh, to be honest, I think that's the right decision anyway. Um, I'm not sure it was because of a decision, but I think that might work in Lomas' Loma's favour. I think he should just have one sort of comeback fight against a fringe world guy and then jump in for a world title straight away. And I think he'll, I think he'll come back strong. Yeah, well, hopefully, and we'll see anyway. Because I, I'd like, as a fan, I'd like to see the rematch straight away. But you probably are right. He probably does need just a bit of time. Um, it's confidence as well, isn't it? After that kind of loss, you, you, you want to build your confidence back up uh, as a fighter. If I'm Tiafimo, you know, I don't take that fight now. I, I go on to bigger and better things, probably try and look to get that last belt Haney and then move up because he looks big at the weight. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It depends how much money's in it. Anyway, uh, what's your number nine, mate? Go on, you start on this one. All right, my number nine, I've got Estrada. Now, that might change, obviously, after the, the Chocolatito fight. <clears throat> Um, and but right now, um, Estrada's there for me. I think unreal boxer. What, what, what about you? What do you think about Estrada? Yeah, mate. Uh, obviously, with him, what well, I think he's a three weight world champion, isn't he? Um, yeah. uh, is he a three weight? Yeah, I think he is, mate. Yeah, or oh, it could no, I might be wrong. Let me no, that, yeah, he, he had a fight at life, light, light flight at the start of his career against Roman Gonzalez and lost that fight. Um, so yeah, he is only a two weight world champion, but he. He's a bit higher on my list, but I'll go into that in a bit more detail uh, later. But yeah, yeah, I think with him, 
Um, he has the potential to fly up my list and be right at the top if he beats Chocotito. Um, because to avenge that defeat, that it's then like you've almost well, you've you've avenged all the defeats in your career because he lost to Wanjek. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. And um, he avenged that loss in a, in, a, in a close fight. So if he beats if he beats Chocotito, then he, he, there's not many excuses you've got left apart from you know fighting some other guys. But my number nine, um, I have got. Um, Gennady Golovkin. Um, so he broke the record obviously recently for record title defenses. Um, and he's only lost to Canelo. So, I mean, I know, I know he probably hasn't fought the high caliber of fighter for a while. For me, you can't, you can't not put him in there almost because you know, like he's he's such a big name, he's such a big name. And I know he's getting old, and people are saying, you know, you can't, you, you never lose your punch, right? But I don't think he can box at the the highest level anymore to the degree he was. He's getting old now, but I think you've still, while he's still active, you've you've got to throw him in there. I, I can't I can't see can't see why he wouldn't. Um, I don't blame you. He uh, you're right. You are right. I'm, we'll see anyway. I, yeah, but I, no, I can look. I understand why people would put him out out of it, but like I wouldn't be surprised if he came back against Canelo and beat him. But I, I, I know, yeah, I know Canelo's now just an un, un, unbeatable fire, and, and we'll, we'll go into him and discuss him a bit later. But I just—he's uh, one of those guys in boxing that you should never write off. Yeah, that's true. His he boxed well in that first fight, and obviously got robbed with the draw. And and if he had that fight on his record, even if he'd lost in the rematch, you would have him in yeah. the top ten because he has Canelo on his record. He beat him in that first fight. But yeah, that's just. That's just me. That's a really good point you make there, actually. Yeah, I, th I think I think he's got to be in there, but I can understand why why someone wouldn't. Um, number eight. Um, I'll start on this one um, if you like. Yeah, please do. I've got Errol Spence at number eight. Um, yeah. Again, I would have him higher because I don't think he's got. I mean, I know he beat Brook in a, in a tough night, um, and he beat Porter in what was probably one of the fights of the year. In yeah. United. Um, he's held the IBF now for I think it's got I think it's coming up to four years. Um unbeaten and obviously, you know, again with him, as soon as he boxes Crawford, if we ever see that fight, he can fly all the way up the list. But for me, you've got to include him just because just because of the pedigree, really, and just because I think apart from barring Crawford, I can't see anyone at Weltway beating him. So that that's why I haven't number eight. That is the fight at Welter. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to see it. I hope we do. That will be... Can you imagine the size of that fight? It's seismic, mate, but, you know, promotional issues and I think the purse will be an obstacle. I think, like, both fighters will be arguing forever about who gets the most money in that fight. But the way to do it is the way they've done Fury AJ, just split it down the middle and, and make it. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. What about you? You're number eight, mate. Two big egos. Uh... At number eight, I've got, I've got Pacquiao, simply because I know he hasn't fought since 2019, and obviously old man now, almost. Uh, but even in 2019, like his fights against Adrian Broner and Keith Thurman, like to be fighting them at his age, like that's just insane for me. He's done it all, and I can't not have him in this list. So. You know, like I, I completely get that school of thought. Like I don't, I don't, you can't knock that. I think, I think, I think it's also quite admirable when you hear someone has Pacquiao on the list. Like 
I can respect that quite quite highly because the work rate that man's got for his age still and and the amount of shots he throws like he can be anyone still on his yeah. day that, and that's the thing it's like you it's almost like respect him if that man who's put that, his whole life into boxing if, if anyone's going to be in my list he has to be at least in there somewhere I think when you think about his career as well like eight weights like eight weights that's incredible how you can go from uh, yeah he's incredible incredible human like and he's done incredible things for his country so yeah I, I can respect that for sure uh, yeah, like, number seven. sorry You're number seven who, who you got at seven yeah so at seven I've got Usyk so uh I, I would I, I think Usyk's an amazing cruiser like well the best potentially the best ever uh, that's a really big statement potentially the best ever cruiserweight for me to be honest and he'd be lower down, but at heavyweight, he hasn't proved himself enough for me yet. But in his boxing ability, which is pound pound, uh, I think he's unreal. And some of the way his angles for me, that's what's impressive. The way he can find such angles at such a heavyweight, it's unreal. He, uh, yeah, he's up there for me. Yeah, he, well, I mean, that fight with, with Joyce is going to be, yeah, it's going to be a weird fight, I think. Like stylistically, do you know those fights that you can't picture in your head? Yeah, yeah. You can't picture them in front of each other and how that's going to play out. Like, is is Joyce just going to look to pound him with that jab, or is is Usyk going to school him? Like, it's it's one of those fights I just can't picture how it goes. So it's going to be interesting to see how he pushes on now. Um, I'd love to see Usyk against Joyce get the, the victory there, but again, I couldn't. I almost, I wanted it against Dubois, and I said it, but I almost couldn't see it. Like you're saying. Yeah, I think it's just something about Joyce, mate. It's just like that that fe- feeling that he's a bit slow, but really, like he's an exceptional boxer with an exceptional amateur pedigree. So it just makes sense for him to beat Dubois when you think yeah. when you really think about it, it, it made sense. Um, I know Dubois was knocking anything out, but when you're knocking, there's difference between knocking. Who was that guy? There was a guy. Yeah, do you know he got <laughs> he got spotted in Winter Wonderland? I think it was having a sausage roll. Like, <laughs> A couple of days before that fight, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, mate. Um, yeah, with Joyce, but we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Um, for me, number seven. Um, we are at number seven, aren't we? Yeah, mate. Uh, I think Estrada. Yeah. Uh, is is at number seven for me? I think he's going to beat Roman Gonzalez this week. Uh, this weekend coming. Um, and like I said before, when you avenge. Those defeats, that's when you're, you know, you become a great because you've proven that you can overcome adversity and come back. I think that uh that fight with Quadras recently, the most recent one, uh, I was just yeah. so I was so impressed. It was a tough, tough fight. Um Quadras is a proper good uh operator. Um and yeah, it was a tough, tough fight, but he showed he's not only got an exceptional boxing brain, but he can, you know, grip down his gum shield and and beat people when it gets tough. So I think I think Estrada's got to be pretty high for me. That Quadras fight was uh, was really good. That was for the, uh, the WBC, wasn't it? Or... Yeah, mate, yeah. Um, really, it's quite really weird because cool. it was an all-Mexican fight and it was like behind closed doors. Yeah. And what you, got, what you ended up getting was just two blokes just going at it and they both really wanted it. Um, yeah, and like going toe-to-toe. But I think, yeah, I think he's class. I think he's brilliant. Um, well, one thing's interesting from Hearn, though, on that is obviously... I feel like Hearn's boy is uh, Gonzalez, but I don't know if he signed. Has he signed um, Estrada? Yeah. Oh, he signed Estrada and he signed Gonzalez, is he? 
Uh, I assume so. With, with, with Chocolatito, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works because he's he's probably a couple fights away from retiring now. But I don't know how whether there's a contract there. I probably should know, but I know he signed Estrada. I know Estrada's uh, obviously with DAZN, but I don't know the situation with Gonzalez. Because I'm because I was thinking because it's such a almost a not it's almost a 50-50 fight in the sense that it, it's interesting for him to do that. But I suppose in the contract, what he normally does is if um the, uh, the 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 B side, let's say, wins. They then have a two fight contract under hand, so it's quite clever for him. So whoever wins, he wins. Yeah, I mean it's the perfect scenario, mate. Um, but there's a lot of fights like that coming up for her, and where both fighters can make him money. That's true. Just a good promoter, to be honest. When it when it boils down to it. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then number six for me is Vasily Lomachenko. Really? Uh, yeah, he lost to Lopez, but mate, like. Three, he had 397 amateur fights yeah. and he lost one. You know, he won two gold medals. He came into the sport. He boxed for a world title against Salido in his second fight. Horrible fight, but I can make an argument for Loma win winning and, and Salido definitely should have had more points taken off because he was just banging him below the belt. Didn't make weight, Salido, that night. Um, and then he obviously boxed Gary Allen Russell Jr., who's still a really good name in his third fight and beat him. Um, and then he just started making people quit on their stools. Um, he, he, he was brilliant against, uh, well, I mean, the crawl is not really something you can judge him on, but I just think there's something to be said about an injury in that Tiafema fight. And I think I can expect him, like I said earlier, just to come back and... In the qualifier, I actually wasn't astounded. Because you know... I, you know what it was? I know why you're saying that. And it was like, Crawler was finished and he was just sort of like tucking up on the ropes for most of the fight. But yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the way he was knocking him out. It was the feet and the angles. And just like, mate, the way he like turns fires, uses his feet, goes around the side and throws hooks in. Like it's just, it's when, you, when you're like there alive, I'm sure, and watching his feet, you must be just completely blown away. Because the guy, you know, the guy when he was young, before he turned pro, uh, sorry, before he started boxing amateurs, when he was really young, his dad made him do, I think, three years of... Um, traditional Ukrainian dance um, to learn, to learn, you know, master the art of feet in boxing. Um, and like his training methods and the way he trains and like learns to cut angles and his boxing. I mean, he's really like high tech when it comes to feet and angles. And I just think don't write him off because I, I think he'll be back. And I think, I think he'll be back and he'll be, he'll be winning more world titles. That's, that's what I reckon. But yeah. And what about you? Number number six is it now for me? Oh, sorry, sorry, mate. Yeah, six. Yeah, uh, for six, I've got Tyson Fury. Um, I didn't want to put him any lower, um, because heavyweights are quite hot, not often in pound for pound lists. But I think if any heavyweight is going to be in a pound for pound list, it will be him. It's just the it's just his his head movement and his slickness. It, it reminds me of the likes of Billy Joe, but better and. I just feel like that boxing ability, obviously at any weight, would be unreal. The fact that, and, and it was, for me, it was his footwork in the John T. Wilder rematch, where he'd slip in, move out, slip in and move out. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. But he was still using his feet and moving forward and not getting hit. It's just unreal. And a straight arm, when he straight arm people, it's unreal. It's impossible. Like, I think it's the measuring of distance, mate, with him. It's just like, like you just said there, it's completely, perfectly put. It's just the way he can come forward and put it on you, but at the same time, for some reason, you're boxing him and you can't hit him. Yeah. 
imagine that's like a weird concept uh, when you're when you're boxing him. But yeah, his measuring of distance is just it's yeah, it's untold. The reason I don't have him in there um, is just because I can under like every, most American boxing critics now, especially after that Wilder win, throw him in there pound for pound. But just for me, that the heavyweight stand alone, just like that's how I have it in my head because heavyweight boxing is the pinnacle of the sport and I almost have my own top 10 for the heavyweights. Um, but if if I'm being completely honest, if I was going to put heavyweights in there, I'd still want to see him beat Joshua before I put him in there because because of Joshua's resume uh, to date, I'd find it a little bit unfair, just personally, to have Fury in there now without beating him. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll just blow Joshua away and then you'll be proved, proved right in terms of the pound for pound. But just for me, I would wait and see see the result of that AJ fight. But but I'm not going to include heavyweights in this list anyway, uh, with the exception of Usyk. Well, that's fair enough. Like uh, I completely understand your your um, reasoning there. Just for me, AJ is obviously a brilliant, brilliant heavyweight. When it comes down to pound for pound, he's more of a knockout artist and breaks you down rather than an actual skillful boxer. And so that's just why he's not in there for me. But I do understand your reasoning completely. Oh, uh, mate, that's yeah, I can totally see that. Definitely. Um, who, uh, who do you got for fifth? Uh, five, I've got Tiafimo Lopez um, because he beat the man below him. It's the plain and simple fact. I think he's just brilliant. Um, and I think when he moves up um, to super lightweight, uh, I'd quite like to see Josh Taylor just stay there, sort of win the undisputed, stay there and then box him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in that Josh Taylor fight yet, but man, Lopez is a good fighter. Um, Fury has been saying it for ages and nobody was listening. Um, and then he did. He went there and he did exactly what Fury said he was going to do, which was just blow blow him away. Basically, just he was too strong for Lomachenko on the night. Won all of the first eight rounds. Um, and yeah, I think he hits so hard at lightweight. He's such a big man at lightweight, and and, and when he moves up, he's going to really start start taking the boxing world by storm. What about yourself? So well, so funny you said that. Mine's uh, Tifima Lopez at five. Um, it's the exact same reason and I only realised Fury was saying that after you put it on his Instagram story and, I, and then I looked into it and I was like you're right you've been saying it for a long time and it was just for me it was so unexpected I'll be throwing my hands at that I wasn't really following his journey too deeply before that fight yeah and then I went back and I think I watched I can't remember what fight it was I think it was the Edis Till fight Edis Trill fight I can't remember it was a couple of fights ago and I watched it and I just thought He's amazing. Like, he is. Uh, He's really, really good. Yeah, and that's all you can say. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just blown away, and I was thinking, but also his his value. Like, when you talk about promotion, I don't think his value is good enough. No, he's got a big enough name. Like Ryan Garcia for me has got more monetary value than Tiafimo Lopez, and Tiafimo Lopez just beat the man. So I don't know whether it's his promotion, but well, I think. The, the latest purse isn't bad though, mate. Like, yeah, you're right. Six million, yeah. What's yeah, and I think with boxing and the, the sort of the landscape of boxing in America, it's just going to take a bit of momentum. So, like, if say he, I mean, if you beat Garcia, for example, because of how big the Garcia's following is, that could captivate the US audience. Like, if he went in there, blew him away, people would like look back at what he's done already and go, oh my God, this is a superstar in the making. So, I think it's coming, but I do agree. It, it's, he's not quite the superstar that he should be. 
Yeah. If it was boxing in the 80s or 90s, he'd be a superstar. He'd be yeah. like he'd be walking down the street and getting mobbed. It's as it's simple as that, really. But I can see, I can see what you're saying. And then uh, number four for you, mate. Uh, number four for me, I've got Crawford. Uh, because I favour Crawford in the Errol Spence fight. Um, I really want to see that fight so bad. And I just... We all, mate, yeah. Yeah, as, as, as we all. And I was, I was stuck between almost putting... Who was I going to put in there, Errol Spence or Crawford? Because I didn't really want to put both in there. Right. And I just favour Crawford, so I thought that's, he, he's, he's got to be on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I got him a bit higher than, than four, but anyway, in that top five is... Is fair enough. So yeah, uh, yeah. My number four um, was Alexander Usyk. Um, I've got him really high up in the list. I think he's completely and utterly unbeatable at cruiserweight. Um, I look at the cruiserweight top ten now. You've got Breedis, Dorticus, Makabu in that. He beats them all. Um, he beat and he beats them all of these. Uh, and then at heavyweight, he causes tough nights for a lot of people. Um, stylistically, obviously, I know he's a bit smaller, but he's still tall enough um, at heavyweight. Like you've got to think, Ruiz is smaller than him in height. Um, yeah, but I know I know Ruiz is a different style. He's inside fighter. He throws quick hands when he gets on the inside. But man, that guy can box Usyk. Um, and almost the Chisora fight is he's going to learn so much from that because when you've got a heavyweight that hits that hard, walking you down. Knowing you can take a shot really, it means a lot. It means you can yeah. go into the next fight with a bit more confidence that you can take a shot at heavyweight. Because I, he will be down in his career at heavyweight. He'll be knocked over um, and on the canvas. But at heavyweight, it's about you know what you do next and stuff. And I just think he's got the IQ and the the know-how and the nous to to beat a lot of guys in that top five at heavyweight. So so he, he's there for me. But number three, um, I suppose I'll start on this one. I, I, yeah. Number three is Nayo Anue. Yeah. Um, got the got the pronunciation right there, I think. But um, I think as he moves up the weights, mate, it's going to be incredible to see what his career now and how it progresses. Um, pound for pound, he's the pun the hardest puncher in the world for me. Pound for pound, uh, because I think he's got something like eighteen knockouts in nineteen fights or in uh, twenty five. Twenty five. Um, yeah, um, he's a free weight world champion already. And he just looks like anyone around that Bantam, Super Bantam, that sort of area is just going to get knocked out by him because, like, you can outbox him all you like, but you're going to get pinged. And it's not a power where, like, it, do you know what it is? It's like that sharp shooting power where it's, like, close range. If you find yourself falling in and you get caught by one of those shots, you're out. Like, you are out, mate. <laughs> he hits so hard. It's ridiculous, mate. It is absolutely untold how hard he hits for that weight. It's insane. If if any listeners here that don't know boxing that well, if you haven't watched Inaiwa Nui fight before, go and watch him fight. It's, he he hits so hard. What about you? Who's at your number three? It's exactly the same. I've got Inaiwa Nui. So when you said it, I was like, yeah, it has to be. Um, and he was at my third. And I don't want to go into too much because you put it so perfectly there. But uh, the monster himself, as you call it, the bantamweight, he's just... I can't wait to see where he goes. I think he's going to go down a great. I actually do. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it there. You, meant, you talked about him so well, but unreal. Unreal. Yeah, it's just going to be so good to follow him, I think, now. Like, 
yeah i think well he's a superstar isn't he in, J- in japan yeah uh, an absolute superstar and 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 you know everyone's going to be calling for to fight him in around those weights because they want you know they want to they want to go to japan and get get the big payday and i think he's just going to keep knocking them out mate but um it was last fight against jason maloney that ko was unreal um Oh mate, so yeah, I'm sure that will happen. It's like you sometimes in boxing you see fighters, yeah, and they're you watch them and you're like, it's super superhuman. It looks superhuman, mate, when he hits you, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, he just knocks out everything. You can punch through walls. <laughs> what about uh, number two, mate? Uh, who, who's uh, got to, oh, I'm, I'm stuck here. All right, yeah, yeah fair. So I wrote down my like, so I had my top five in the head. And then when, I, when we were going to top 10, okay, I was like, okay, I need to write this down to get it clearer. And I'm stuck between a few people. Um, it's so difficult. Yeah, it is, mate. But I genuinely think Tiafimo Lopez is my number two. Okay, yeah. And I was going to put, I just, it has to be Tiafimo Lopez for me. Yeah, okay, so yeah, you got me number two. Fair, yeah. It was just yeah, the way I know it's so controversial, but I can't see anybody beating him. I can't see Lomachenko coming back and avenging that against him. I think the exact same thing is going to happen. So you think you think a lightweight no one beats him? Yeah, and I don't want to see him go up a weight. I want to see him stay at lightweight, undefeated, and leave the sport. Fuck this! You have to do two weight world champion. I don't want that. I just want him to be the best lightweight of all time and leave the sport. Yeah, I think. Uh... Javonta will move up. Um, what a fight that's going to be if we can get that, if that can get made. Um, what a fight that's going to be. And yeah, I, I sort of, I sort of agree in terms of at lightweight. There's nobody that. I mean, I think Devin Haney gives him a tough night. No, mate. I think he walks over Devin Haney genuinely. Devin Haney's one of those fighters, mate. Where you, he's going to be quite hard to beat. Because like he's got that tucked up shoulder rollish American defensive style, um, he he also packs a bang for sure. But he he's got that awkward style where I think he's going to be just quite a, a little bit harder to beat than, than people think. You have to have, he, he, with that kind of style, you have to be the best. Like Mayweather could do it because he was the best. If you leave yourself so open, so unless you're on it every second of the fight, it's such a risky style for me. And Devin Haney lost to Ryan Garcia, and I mean it wasn't the amateurs, but. For me, Eddie Hunt's doing a great job promoting him. Um, but I, I just, I think Tiffin Malopas genuinely walks all over him. I mean, a lot of people share the opinion. So, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with, with, with what you said at all. I think, I think, yeah, he's brilliant. So, but yeah, I, that would be my only thing. And I think if he was to move up, um, the fight with Josh Taylor or the winner of Taylor Ramirez would be, would be monumental. And I think he can beat both those guys. Yeah, so... so- I, I, know, I know you want him to stay lightweight and smash everyone because that division is red hot. But there's a lot of people at lightweight, like Ryan Garcia, that look very big at the weight. So I think they'll move up anyway. Yeah. Peter fighters up there, like Josh Taylor's looking brilliant. And I know the Ring Magazine, it's one person I missed out is, is Josh Taylor. And he just missed out um, along with uh, Pacquiao uh, for me. But I think when he, when he wins that fight with Ramirez, he'll, he'll go into the top 10 and then. The, the career-defining fight then probably will be Tiafia moving up and boxing him. Um, yeah. unless, unless Taylor moves up himself. But I would like to see Taylor stick around and, and, and box Tiafimo. That would be an amazing fight. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see anyway. What about you? What's your uh, who's your second team, mate? Terence Crawford. Really? Uh, yeah, he's in, he's incredible. Uh, obviously, the way the promotional game yeah. is, he hasn't really boxed. Um, I mean, he's still got amazing wins on that record. People people say you know he, he hasn't boxed the top guys yet or, or and stuff. But he he's what thirty? How old is he? Thirty three now. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Had wins in two thousand and like thirteen, fourteen, which were like incredible wins. Yeah, um, and he's on this run now where he's he's beating you know he beat Khan is at the end of his career, beat Brook and be, and beat those sort of names that were big once upon a time. And now just to finish his career, all he needs to do is beat Spence, excuse me, and then beat Porter, um, and maybe Pacquiao. But I think he's done. And then and then that's it. He's He's got greatness because he'll, he'll retire undefeated. Huge amount of knockouts on his record. Um, big star, sold out MSG. Like he's a he's got to be at number two for me. And then I don't think we really need to say much with number one because I think everyone in the on the planet has got where well, anyone of credibility for me has got this man at number one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It has to be a Sal. other than Sal Canelo Alvarez, mate. Um, I, th I think we'll appreciate him even more when he's gone. Uh, he, you know, I, I, he's not he's not the best Mexican fighter at the moment of all time. I think if he wins undisputed at one six eight, I think then you can make a strong argument for it. I think, um, but he's certainly up there. How good is he, mate? He's uh, It's so weird because we because we love the sport so much. When I'm talking about him, it's actually sending shivers down my spine. Because how fucking good he is, mate. Like, it's disgusting. I just, sometimes, when I wake up, right, and I haven't got to go to work for, like, 30 minutes or whatever, I'll just sit there, go on YouTube, type in head movement at Canelo, and I'll just watch videos of him just in the gym swinging the bag, and it's like a, it's a sixth sense. It, it, it's sickening. Um, and the, fact, the one thing as well, the fact that a fighter of his value is coming out, he wants to box five times this year. I mean... That's something as fans we have to be thankful for. Of course, the AJ Fury, the other big names in the sport, they box once, twice a year. And we've got Canelo fighting every eight weeks on the zone right now for £1.99. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, when you put it like that, mate, like pff, it's ridiculous. Uh yeah. Phew. I mean, I think there are guys at 168 that will give him tough nights, but ultimately. If I'm completely honest with myself, I mean, I know what I said about Billy Joe on here before, and how I think he, he can beat him. And I, th I think he, I think he probably will. That's genuinely how how I feel. Um, but, oh, mate, just the, the the feet, the feet, and like the way he cuts the ring off and walks you down. No matter, even if you're bigger than him, he'll cut you down, keep walking at you, and then you'll throw back at him, and he'll just like, mate, the head movement, like you say. Um, the punch power, the punch selection. Like when he gets close and he's got someone on the ropes, we saw it against Callum Smith. He was like, he did a feint, like where he threw it out there and then went up the middle and round the side. And just like the way, the way, like, especially at the moment when there's less fans, um, when you've got the stunt mics and you hear the shots, like they would, it would put me and you out for like a week if you got hit by one of those uppercuts. Like they are, oh, he dirty fire, mate. Like, incredible human being so yeah i think any one of any credibility has got to have him at number one yeah and his team uh eddie renoso i mean i know everyone's right now is brown nosing eddie renoso but i'm excited to see what he does with um andy ruiz 
Yeah, I, so I think the same. I think um, as soon as I saw he was with him, I thought, yeah, don't yeah. everyone's got to duck him. Yeah. <laughs> Stay very far away from him. He'll come back like really strong in the legs. Um, obviously, you know, he's got those naturally fast hands, but he'll just pick his shots a bit better because I think the way Reynoso works with his fight is like, he does that work where it's like uh, left lead hooks to the body and head. Um, and like calculated shots and setting setting fighters up, whereas before he, Ruiz was just sort of quite a hard hitting heavyweight, really quick and just threw loads of shots. But now he'll be more calculated with them. Yeah. And I think there's a uh, sorry, my cat snoring. <laughs> uh, and he'll um, yeah, he'll be really calculated and come back a, a really a really good fighter. So yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, m- moving on now a little bit, we'll just sort of we said we'd have a bit of a rant today about. There being too many belts in in boxing, um, and I think the best place to start it with that uh, subject is probably the WBC. Yeah. Um, because I like um, what's his face, Mauricio Solomon. Mauricio Solomon, yeah. Um, and he seemed a nice man. That let, let, let me say that for him. Ah. Um, but what a bell end, mate! Unreal. Yeah, mate. What a, so what a prick! What a prick! Um, like in terms of how he how how he's behaving in the sport um you know i won't go there with yildrim and how how he managed to put him in the mansion position because that's a disgrace in itself but to just keep adding like franchise this diamond that silver this interim this if you look at the situation in the lightweight division recently from a casual fan's perspective con i don't know if you agree here but you have garcia He's winning that fight and he's holding up a belt that looks like a, that says world title on it. It's gold. And Reynoso's got a trainer world title belt, which is, isn't it isn't a world title because Haney holds it. Um, Haney's got the WBC by email because it, it, the situation was chaos. I, I don't blame Haney for it. Haney for it. And then Tiafimo's boxing in the same division. He's winning the franchise bollocks title that, that makes no sense. And then he's he's got another belt in his hand on his right arm. You can look up the photo that says world title on it from the WBC. So we've got a situation now where, including the silver or whatever it is, I mean, I can't even, it's getting so bad, I can't even keep up. We've got like five champions with the WBC. And that, that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's disgrace, mate. Like a casual fan like my dad, we were watching that Garcia-Campbell fight. He goes, oh, so he's won the world title, is he, Garcia? I'm like, no, Dad, that's not a world title. I was like, what? It says world title on it. It's gold. Yeah. Do, do you not agree? Like, what? what is going no, on? It, it, it's disgusting. And so Mauricio Solomon, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's the um, head of the WBC by family, right? Yeah. And what he's doing, destroying that legacy, is yeah. disgusting. The brand is so strong. Like when you when you think boxing, you think of the WBC and like Tyson holding up the WBC on his shoulders. Frank Bruno after that night. It like is the belt. It's the belt in boxing. Like everybody wants to win that that green and gold belt. And it probably, apart from the ring or the WBA, but I, I take the point. Like everyone wants to win that green and gold belt, and and to see it go down the drain. Like I'm starting to think, you know, what, fuck the WBC. Let's let's bring the IBO in and and, and get rid of it because they're just behaving like idiots. Jake Paul had a fucking WB, a WBC belt uh, after and they the gave him, They gave him a T-shirt and stuff. Like they, what are they doing? Uh, yeah, it's it's really getting on my nerves, mate. It's just, you know what it is? When, when you look at boxing, the reason I think people love boxing so much 
it's because we can sit down and have these kind of conversations. We can sit down and debate it for maybe, not even hours, days, right? And that comes with WBC, IBO, WBA, like having all of these organizations and having, you know, the rivalry, rivalries between promoters. So yeah. I don't think it would work if it turns into UFC where everything's under one hat because that is why we love it. But there, at some point, does have to be a time where we, we sit back and go, what the fuck is going on? And why is there a fella being crowned uh, world champion by email? And then they're walking down, the, have you seen the video where they're walking down the hall together and they cross paths? Um, and Eddie Hearn's there. And I think, uh, what's his name, has just been given the, uh, the, the, world, the world champion by email. And he's sitting there going, well, I'm, I'm the champ. It's like, no, mate, you're the franchise champion. What other sport? No, mate, that's absolutely spot on, Connor. What other sport would you have an, an argument between two competitors over who is the champion? Oh. Like winning the 100 metres, getting given the gold and giving the, the other bloke like some form of gold medal and then them having an argument on the podium as to who stands on the top. It's insane, mate. What the fuck is going on, mate? I, I, I can't get my head around it. And the WBA... Um, Behave a little bit better, but you've got that regular and super, super champion. Like yeah. Groves won that super middleweight world title, didn't he? And and it was read out the WBA super, super middleweight world title. Um, So a lot to process there. Uh, and you had like Rocky Fielding with that WBA regular. Um, I suppose in a way you can make an argument that he got that big shot, didn't he, in America at MSG because he had that yeah. WBA. Regular status, but what this is really all about, and, and Floyd Mayweather, this is his words, not mine. It's about sanctioning fees and, um, you know, making money, and that's what everything's about in life. But there needs to be someone needs to be holding these people account. And I know Eddie has a great relationship with Risa Sullivan, and, and as I said before, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but he's behaving like a bit of a bell end in the sport. And I think someone like Eddie needs to have a conversation, it's his responsibility to have a conversation for me. Um, you're uh, same with Frank or Bob or whatever, but they, they need to be having conversations with with these guys and just holding them to account a bit more, I think. It's so true. This, I was going to touch on sanctioning fees because even like, now this isn't, they've come out and said this isn't true, but take it however you want. Eddie said in January that he was going to put a show on every week, almost for the year, right? And try and do a lot of UK shows behind closed doors. British Boxing Board of Control, I know they're not um, a, a governing body, for belts but they, they, they've come out and said no boxing until March so Eddie's made a public statement saying no worries fights still happen we'll go abroad yeah now, Eddie pays sanctioning fees to the British Boxing Board of Control and also obviously if there's a world title belt or what we think is a world title belt we'll pay sanctioning fees there and so no, that's fine we'll go abroad suddenly a day later or like, I think it was after the weekend uh, is it Robert Smith or I can't remember the head of the, uh, the British Boxing Board of Control comes out and says oh don't worry we're going to bring boxing back in about five weeks four weeks and it's like they were delaying it for three months and the minute Eddie threatens that he's, he's going to move abroad and not pay them the money to stage the fights in the UK suddenly everything's back it's, it's all about the money it's ridiculous yeah I think with that you know that situation the original decision um, was the correct decision because at the time you know you needed the doctors in the hospitals um instead of ringside so i think yeah. this is great but then as you say to then sacrifice that decision because someone's saying that you're not going to get paid you're, you're spot on it, it, it says all that needs to be said about about the state of boxing so 
it's, it's, it's messed up. Um, and I think as well, just quickly, what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about um, Koli Gawaki in a bit more detail. Yeah. Um, just because, like, British boxing this year is the best year ever, potentially, because you could have a situation where Billy Joe shocks the world, Taylor's undisputed, you've got Fury Joshua, so you're going to have an undisputed heavyweight world champion from, from the UK, and then you've got a Koli taking the cruiserweight scene by storm. But how do you sort of see that fight going, mate, um, with a Koli? Oh, it's such a weird one. Yeah. Like, when I look at a Koli, I just think, first thing I think is, first of all, you shouldn't be in this position. Like, this is crazy. Like, I look back and think, I remember when he first started training with Shane Wigan, and I thought, no, he, he, he won't last long. And then right. he starts banging people out because he's got such long arms. And then I'm thinking, and then suddenly out of nowhere, him and Eddie and Tina built himself up to, to get the fight with Gawaki. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, and to be honest, I think, I actually now think he's improved so much, especially in his last two or three fights. I think um, he probably stops him, to be honest. I can't really see, what about you? I can't really see Gawaki outboxing or, or getting away from his punches. I think he'll, I think he'll probably break him down slowly and, and probably be quite early. Um. Lewacki throws weird shots from weird and crazy, stupid angles, and he hits hard enough. So it's just going to be one of those nights where it could be a bit of a snooze fest for a little bit of the, uh, the early period because I think Bacoli's going to have to keep it long or, or, or close off the distance and, and get close um, and just negate that awkwardness where you might get caught by a silly shot. Um, but I think you're right, mate. I think I can just see him being calculated and measured and McGuigan building up a nice game plan just to get in there and, and stop him late. Um, maybe with like, not like a one punch knockout potentially, maybe just like a accumulation of shots yeah. across the rounds and then yeah, mid to late maybe, but Glowacki's dangerous. Uh, and I don't want to like be a fence sitter here because I, I keep saying, you know, it's, it's someone's just going to win, but, but I think with this one in particular, like we haven't seen a Coley at that level uh, really. And and you never know he could he could step up and just get smashed, um, which I know is like a bit of a weird concept, but he could. It's, it's as simple as that, really. But I think ultimately you you hit the nail on the head. I think he'll he'll be calculated, measured, and and, and just stop him. Um, and he, talk about him. Have you heard a song he released yesterday? Yeah. So and so I you know I'm a big big fan of Akoli until that. So I hope. It's <laughs> um, so what are you doing, mate? Like get out of it. You're not Roy Jones, like stop singing. Mate, it's so bad. It's just like, just stop it, mate. <laughs> nah, listen, like I got a lot of love for a Cody. He's a Brit and I'll be rooting for him. So I hope he comes out with a win. So do I. Um, and he's got a book coming out as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You do don't want to lose and then release the book, do you? Yeah, it's a bit of a bold statement to yeah, before. And then get smashed, like, can you imagine? Yeah, there is. I don't want to read that book. Like you've just been blown away, like live on television. <laughs> do, you, do you want to touch upon before we go? Uh, maybe we'll do, we could maybe do a whole episode on this, probably. But we could touch upon um, uh, the rematch with Ekin White. That's what, three weeks away, two weeks away, twentieth, isn't it? Twenty third. Um, as I don't know how you see that one going. For me, um, I see, I just see Dylan White doing what he did, but being more switched on. Uh, and breaking him down, and he, I think he probably won't even look for the for the knockout, Dylan White. I'll probably just try and 
keep him on his edge, and if it comes, it will come. That's my that's my opinion of it. I don't know what you think. Um, I think Dylan White wins, and I think he wins by stoppage. Um, but I think there'll be moments, even in this new fight, where he'll get caught. Um, and it just depends whether he's caught clean because, you know, we've seen Dylan. Dylan, Dylan can go over if you catch him clean. Um, but I think, like, when you think about <clears throat> the way they'll be preparing for that fight, um, they'll be working on that shot, you know, the uppercut, because um, Dylan's been laid out now twice with that shot against Joshua, similar yeah. shot, and then Povetkin, where he comes up the middle and throws it. And I think... Yeah, he'll like you said. Maybe he'll he'll keep it nice and long in those instances. Um, but ultimately, when it gets close and you get caught by Dylan, like you're going over, and he knocked him over. How many times was it before? It was three times. Yeah, two or three times. Yeah, I, I just see this time him knocking him over and knocking him over for good. Um, but mate, like I'm gonna say again, so and so is gonna win, but because it's it's so relevant in boxing, especially in the heavyweight division, and and Povetkin could catch him clean and knock him out mate and that like that can happen at, in any fight in heavyweight in heavyweights um but yeah i think i think dylan D dylan will beat him such a big fight for dylan because that's it if dylan loses obviously he's still a name but he's, he's not pay-per-view he's not he's not top where does he go after that who do you fight because you've got to drop down i mean you can even look at the likes of people like christian hammer and then try do you know what i mean like after you yeah. have an easy fight after you losing twice and build yourself up, so I don't even know where he'd go if he lost. Yeah, I think he he'd probably just go back down to European and try and build himself up. How old is Dylan now? Don't know. Shall I look it up? Sorry, mate. I've just muted myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Thirty-two. So he's he's getting on. I mean, Povetkin's forty-one though, so. <laughs> he'll be boxing until his grave mate to be honest he's uh when you think about Povetkin's career like he's given us some really good nights like he he wobbled Joshua I must say I picked Povetkin in that fight that Joshua fight really? I picked Povetkin I even had a bet um I thought stylistically he was going to give Joshua his toughest night and he did he did hit him clean and, and, and half wobbled him but I think um yeah I got laughed at for that prediction um, and I think he's just given us some great nights. I got a soft spot for Povetkin. and I know there's been some controversy around some things in his his career and stuff. But like that Price night was what a night, what a fight in the night. It was a, what what a fight. Um, and yeah, the Joshua night and the Dylan White night. Um, for me, he actually did lose to Hunter though. Yeah, yeah, but everyone, you know, when you're that age, you're gonna lose. You're gonna yeah. take He's so old. Um, yeah, I really like Povetkin and I, I hope he, he retires a rich man, to be fair. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. So. Yeah, wicked, mate. So I think um, I think we've covered enough waffle there. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure there were some good rants in there. Okay, that's the, the end of episode four. So thanks uh, thanks for the listeners. Um, and we'll have some, some more guests um, in the upcoming episodes. Um, we've got a few ideas lined up, so look out for that. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone has a good end to their week. So cheers.